0: Learn more at marines.com.
1: The NFL Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia. From boosted same-game parlays to live in-game odds, WinBet has what you need to win. Sign up today and bet a $100. Get a $100 free bet at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash winbet at com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T to claim your free bet today. I'm just about that action boss. Sir, we are back with another edition of the NFL Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. You know me, you know the voice, you know the guy. It's me, really real villain, real. It's real Furman Jr. at your service. And Thursday night football preview. So you know I got my guy, Scott Studio Rochelle with me. Scott, what's going on?
0: Nothing much. Looking forward to going through this Thursday night game. I can't say it's the most entertaining Thursday night game on paper, but either way, uh, money be made. Let's make some money.
1: You know this game sounded a lot better preseason, and it didn't didn't live up there. Last week we had the Buffalo Bills playing the New England Patriots twenty four ten. The Buffalo Bills, you were on the Bills. I ended up flipping to the Patriots. It kind of it just it felt nasty, but ended up flipping to the Patriots. The under comes in regardless. Didn't wasn't even at first. It looked like the over was going to have a chance, and then all offense stopped. Mm-hmm. Pretty much. And so no first touchdown last week because Marcus Jones, Marcus Jones, the other M. Jones, he had the first touchdown on a 48-yard pass from Mac Jones. Didn't so that killed another first touchdown for us. But this week is a new week. We're getting back to it. And I mean, it's it's the Rams and the Raiders. And these are two teams that Underwhelm. Underwhelmed. Raiders are fun. They're entertaining. Yeah, yeah I guess they're entertaining. But it, you just watch their games. You're like, dog, how did you not come out this game with the win? Like, there's multiple games on there's Like, they should really have a lot better record than what they are. But they just constantly find ways to blow games. And I don't know. Maybe it's the Josh McDaniels talk. Like, maybe Josh McDaniels really isn't just a head coach guy. Maybe he is just an offensive coordinator type guy. We'll see. But – Rams, a lot of injuries this year. We can go ahead and get into the early part of the breakdown because the Las Vegas Raiders are laying six on the road. We have a total of, as soon as it loads and pulls up for me, we have a total of 44.5 for this one. Looking over here at an injury report for Thursday night, and we have... Lester Cotton Seniors questionable with the calf. The guard, Denzel Perryman for Vegas is questionable with the wrist. And Horstead, the tight end, is questionable with the concussion over for LA. And we have uh Terrell Lewis, who's out with the back injury. Lance McCutcheon, who is out, who is questionable with the shoulder injury, the wide receiver, and Troy Hill, the corner, is questionable with the groin injury. That's going to be really, really big for them. So I can see your disgust already, the fact that Vegas is laying six, but this Rams team is really bad here. What are you doing?
0: The Rams are really, really bad, but they were competitive against Seattle last week, and they probably, I don't want to say should have won the game, but they had a great chance to win the game. Mm -hmm. And again, Seattle's also just a team that scores a lot of points but can't guard anybody, so they're going to give up a bunch of points and get involved in the track meets, which is kind of what the Raiders are known for as well. I think this game could be close. Wolford hurting himself midway through the game, though, isn't exactly ideal. Uh, Or getting injured midway through the game is a better way to put it. But the point is, I think that if he's compromised, that could be a big deal. Uh, I know that they acquired Baker Mayfield. He's obviously not going to play in this game. So that doesn't really matter for the sake of this. But maybe you'll see a little bit of Perkins. We'll see. Do I want to lay six with the Raiders? I mean, the Raiders have won a couple games in a row. They actually have been mm-hmm. playing better football lately. I think it's going to be a sweat, but I will lean Raiders. I think they'll win by like seven or ten. I think it'll come down to the final drive. For the cover, maybe not the game.
1: Uh,
0: the Rams are just so bad. They're just such a terrible football team.
1: They are. And it's just the, in- the injuries have been bad. Like, I don't think... I didn't talk about him, but I don't know. I didn't see him on the injury report. I don't know if you see him, Aaron Donald, and what Aaron Donald's status for this game. I don't think he's playing in this one. I have to assume he's out. He's He has
0: a high ankle sprain. He missed the last week, and it's a short week. I highly doubt he's going
1: to be in the lineup. But you still have this uh, Vegas team that it's not good. Like they're they're not good. They're one of the bottom teams in opponents yards per play. Uh, one of the bottom teams in opponents yards per game. Like they they give up a lot to the other team, and I think that the game script for this game is going to be more of la is just going to find different ways to be able to move the ball on this raiders team do i think that all of this results in touchdowns no i don't because ultimately i think both of these two teams suck and i think it's going to be more of a bend don't break mentality but i can i can 100 percent like if you told me both of these quarterbacks had close to 300 yards in this game And it was still a low-scoring game. They just couldn't find ways to punch an end zone. That would make a complete sense to me, and that's what I'm thinking this game is going. I lean under that 44-and-a-half just because I think that they don't have the talent where they're going to go in here and just score a bunch of points. Will they move the ball? Yeah, because these teams give up big plays. But I don't think that it's the opportunity where I'm going to sit here and see, oh, it's going to be a straight blowout one way or another, or there's going to be a whole bunch of scoring. I think they're scoring, but it's going to be more field goals than touchdowns. So give me LA, give me the Rams plus six. I think they can cover this number. I like getting an extra two points of value from the opening at four. And I I can't see why anybody would bet the Rams. And so if I'm getting a public on the Raiders, I, I feel good about coming back with the Rams here.
0: Yeah, you're getting a home team on a short week for Thursday night. I don't mind the spot there. Conceptually, I still don't think the Rams are very good, and that Wolford injury is something that's worth monitoring. But I do think that I'm going to disagree with you on the total. I like the over in this game. It's in a dome, so weather's not a factor. You mentioned how both defenses stink. That they Mm -hmm. definitely do. There should be big plays. I agree. I could just see the Raiders scoring a couple of 50-plus-yard touchdowns. Like, I think that Adams can get loose several times in this game. Even Hollins can get loose a couple of times. Jacobs, I know he's been banged up, but he should play in this game, can definitely have some uh, big runs here. I think you will see explosive plays. And I think that the Raiders, who are allowing the third-most passing yards per game in the league, can also get exploited a bit. And the Rams, they might not have a lot of talent – but they're not afraid to take shots. And I think Mm -hmm. that you can eventually see some big plays. I think the Rams are going to score in this game, maybe more than people think. I'm just going to take the over because I think that both defenses are that bad and both offenses I think are good enough to generate big plays. I'm going to lean over. So I'll disagree with you there. As for the side, I think it's really a coin flip. I'm just going to lean to the Raiders because I actually like what I've seen for the last couple weeks. And I Mm -hmm. think that they're actually getting better as the season has progressed. They're still not good, but they're better than they were about a month ago. Yeah. That's progress. I mean, the Rams
1: have just been a useless for the entire season. On paper, they're by far the more talented offense, by far on paper. But they just haven't put it it together. Yeah, they haven't put it together, and I'm just not trusting the coaching right now. And that's why I can't really back this offense. I can back them, but not too much. Uh, But when you say put it together, do you mean as a team as a whole, or do you
0: mean offensively?
1: I mean, offensively, like they sh- they have struggled to score in different points of the season. Like it's it's not like they consistently been bad at scoring or they're consistently been good at scoring. They've literally been up and down where they can go and they look like a thirty point per game team. But there's other games where they just look like they can't even do anything at all. And
0: I'm just gonna ask I, though, do you think twenty two points against the Broncos is a good offensive performance? No,
1: you don't think so. No, I don't. I don't think that's a good offensive performance. Just I asking. Think that's cause they put 40- a forty.
0: They put up 40 against Seattle. That was with overtime, but 34 in regulation. And they put up 27 against the Chargers. They have won three straight. I was kind of just wondering what your thoughts were about 22
1: against Denver in Denver. I get the 27 against the Chargers, but if you watch that game, that's really underwhelming. Like, it really underwhelmed. Well, they had two two big plays to
0: Adams, and that was pretty much it. So I understand your point. I'm just throwing it out there. Plus, the Denver stuff was also inflated because that went to overtime as well. So they really scored 16 in regulation against Denver. I get, I get your point. I just think the offense has been better. Uh, defensively, both teams are useless. I mean, that's why I faded the Raiders before the season started. I thought they'd come in last place in the division. Mm-hmm. Turns out Denver just became absolutely terrible, but I thought the Raiders had arguably the worst secondary in the entire league, and they're allowing the third-most passing yards per game. So I think that there is room to exploit both defenses here. That's why I'm going to lean to the over
1: yeah i think they i think there's room to exploit it i don't think it happens consistently enough where i'm concerned about this getting over so okay, fair enough all right let's go ahead and let's jump into our first touchdown prop bets i'll let you lead things off this time first touchdown what you got so i only have two
0: uh i thought about trying to find a third but i really didn't like any super duper long shots Mm -hmm. so i'm gonna go with two options here that are non-favorites both of them are double digits I'm going to take Matt Collins as my first choice at 12-1. to Uh, He's played at least 96% of the offensive snaps in each of the last four games, and he's been targeted at least five times in each of the last four games. We know he's a big body. We know that Carr is not afraid to throw him a jump ball every now and then in the end zone or even just a deep pass. I think 12-1 is a good price uh, for a guy who is the number two wide receiver on the team, for better or worse, because Renfro has – been inactive basically for a month and a half I think 12 to 1 is a good price for a guy who could make the most of one-on-one matchups
1: Mm -hmm. all right that's my first one you no no keep going drop the other ones
0: so my second one is going to be the Raiders as well I'm going to take Foster Moreau at 14 to 1 he's played at least 90 percent of the offensive snaps in each of the last seven games and a really crazy trend here the Rams have given up a bunch of touchdowns to opposing tight ends the rams have allowed one touchdown to opposing tight ends in five of the last six games yep and the one exception is the cardinals who are using basically a third string tight end at this point because hurts got hurt and anderson i believe is his name didn't even have a catch so against mm. teams that actually use tight ends you're basically five for five in the last month and change moreau at 14 to one i like because he's on the field a bunch those are my two raiders I thought about maybe taking a Ram, maybe being a little bit cheap and taking Acres. I thought about maybe 2-2 or maybe Powell. Those are kind of my two that I were leaning towards, but in reality, I really didn't like any options here. So I kind of just went with those two with the Raiders. I'm going to call it a day.
1: All right. Uh, let's see here.
0: I probably would lean Acres if I had to pick a Rams person.
1: First touchdown. I'm gonna take John Wolford, twenty-five to one, okay, all for the Rams. Uh, mobile quarterback, get the ball inside. Call your own number.
0: He's mobile, but I am worried about that leg injury.
1: Yeah, yeah, very, uh, very much am. I well. would
0: definitely bet Perkins if Wolford's not able to go.
1: All right, uh, and then let me go to keep it with the Rams for my first two. Ben Skaronic, eighteen to one, is okay. what I see, and. It's it's just the fact that Wolfers gotta throw the football to somebody. And mm-hmm. like you and like we talked about the how much you can exploit this passing game, third worst person passing game in the league is the Las Vegas Raiders. I don't think that they have the talent enough where they're gonna exploit it too much, but they're gonna find their opportunity. And Skoranek is a guy that they like in that offense that he's done pretty well. He's been playing uh He's been getting snaps all season, so it's not just like a Cooper Cup and Allen Robinson get well, down and he he just started getting snaps. Like, he's been in the game all season. It's just now he's getting, you know, a solid workload. So I like Skoranek. Uh, I, I look for him, his but
0: his numbers recently, he's on the field a bunch. He plays a ton of snaps, so I like the idea there. It just seems that the Rams don't throw him the damn ball. Yeah. Like you want them to, and I don't think he's a bad player by any means, but I like the, I like the play. Cause you know, he's going to be on the field in the red zone. I just kind of question why he hasn't been more heavily involved with so many wide receivers being out.
1: And I think it's just more of well, one, you know, van is there. So van is going to be like, he's going to get majority of the first looks, but it just seems like they've now reached to the point where they're like, all right, it's whoever, whoever you can find, just get the ball to him Cause they've been spreading this around last week, uh, Van and Brandon Powell both led the team in targets with, no, Tutu Atwell actually led the team in targets. Tutu Atwell and Tyler Higby led the team in targets with five. Van and Powell with four. Skoranek there with three. So it seems like they just kind of go to where the matchups are and where the matchups lie. And I think... That Skaronic, he's been he's been working a little bit. I think I don't know. I I feel good. This feels I feel good. I like about him Skronic. as a player.
0: I just think the Rams don't fully fully realize just how versatile he is. They throw him around different formations, but he's kind of and a it feels decoy like at some most. point
1: the talent of the player is going to take over. Like he's at saying, some it point, feels the like Skronic, the
0: They they recognize he needs to be on the field, but they use him as a decoy most of the time. And I'm just I feel like they should try to give him the ball more.
1: Yeah. All right. Uh, let's see here. Let's go to... I like Matt Collins, so I'm going to tell you with that one at 12-1. And just, you know, kind of another way to get on this passing game without having to play Devontae Adams, who he's unplayable. He's at plus 450. That's unplayable. So, Matt Collins. I like that. And uh, did you say Foster Moreau was your other one? I did.
0: I had Moreau. I had to. I said the Rams have given up a touchdown to a a tight end in five of the last
1: six games. I I can't just ignore that. Yeah, that's a good one. Uh... I'm gonna pivot because that they always screw us like that I'm gonna pivot I'm gonna go Jacob Hollister forty to one okay he's 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 been there before he knows this Rams team because he came over from the Seattle Seahawks so if you're telling me that he's played this team he kind of understands the team a little bit and you're you're having that issue against tight ends let's see let's get to his snap count and see how he's been doing snap wise but uh where are we at well, he this is last week is his first week, I'm pretty sure, was it? I think it was his first week with the team last week. But either way, he came with uh Horstead out, he came in and got six snaps. I think that that's gonna be a little bit more like they're not gonna run Foster Moreau the whole game. I don't think they they are. He's been playing majority of snaps for the past, what's this, five, six, seven weeks? Like I think that they're gonna want to get back into running another tight end a little bit more. Hollister is really their only option. So, hey, what if Hollister is in there on a path, on a run block? They check out of it and then they kick the ball to him and he gets first touchdown. Forty to one. It feels like a solid bet for forty to one. I'll take Jacob Hollister. That's a fun bet. I'm glad I found something fun in there. All right. Before we get into our prop bets, I'm going to talk to you about WinBet, and WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Louisiana, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia. You got online sports betting, you got casino play, you got the exclusive rewards, you have the WinBet win hour each and every Thursday, and... You also have the construction zone, the win, build your own bet, where you can craft these crazy build-your-own-bet parlays. So much choose so all you have to do is head over to sportsgamingpodcast.com slash winbet, sportsgamingpodcast.com slash w y n n b e t to claim your free bet today. Offer subject, change terms, and conditions at winbet.com. Must be 21, older, and present in the state. where play through win bets available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. All right prop bet time I am going to go first and I'm feel like I'm getting relatively chalky here when it gets to the prop bets but first prop bet I'm going to and I'm going to Derek Carr give me Derek Carr Ovin is passing prop 249 and a half passing yards and I found just, 245 and a half 245 and a half I'll take that like
0: yeah because I have the same prop
1: so that's why yeah there that That's such a low number. That's a crazy low number for Derek Carr, who like if if Derek Carr finished this game with 300 plus easy, would anybody be surprised? No, Jacobs is banged up too. I'm
0: kind of curious if they might pivot a little bit because the Rams, I know Donald's a big reason for it. And now he's on the lineup, but the Rams have been good against against the run. They're so bad against the pass. I feel like they're going to automatically force the Raiders to throw because why would the Raiders want to run
1: the ball? The Rams can't stop anybody through the air. I can't see I can't see Jalen Ramsey getting in front of Devontae Adams here Ramsey's been horrible this I, entire year like have people fully realized how bad he's been this year yeah Matt Collins I think Matt Collins and you know Ed uh what's his name Keenan cole in there i think these these wide receivers really can have a field day in this spot and if you look at what the rams gave up they gave up 300 passing yards to Patrick mahomes okay we're not going to get on you too too hard about that joe burrow at not joe burrow um oh my god i'm folding i'm folding i'm folding i'm folding where did it go where did it go okay here we go so they gave up 300 passing yards to geno smith sorry geno smith Gave up 300 passing yards to Geno Smith. Gave it up to Patrick Mahomes. Gave up two, uh, what's this, 240? 260 to Andy Dalton. I think you're selling
0: it, by the way. Didn't Geno go for like 360?
1: Yeah, Geno was almost at 400. Geno was at, let me see what he finished. I think he
0: was with. at like 369. 367? Yeah,
1: 367. So 367, okay. three touchdowns for Geno Smith. That's, that's right there. But we can either keep going to the Rams. Colt McCoy had 238. Like, I think, I think Derek Carr's better than Coy.
0: That's, I don't think that's a hot take. That's actually, <laughs> one of the, that's actually one of the coldest takes I've ever heard on the show.
1: <laughs> and even Tom Brady put up 280. Like, come on, guys. They're giving this number. This seems free. Like, it this does. seems free. And it doesn't matter, like, how far I go back. It's always hovering around this number. 235 to Jimmy Garoppolo. I mean... It- I have to go all the way to P.J. Walker for me to get somebody that wasn't even close to this total, and that was... That was Walker's first start also. Yeah. This is free money. I think this is free money. It's chalky. Everybody's probably going to be playing it. It's going to take an act of God for this not to come through.
0: I'm trying to think if it is chalky, because I feel like most people automatically assume that Jacobs is going to have a good game, Mm because I feel like Carr's been kind of flying under the radar. They talk about Adams. They talk about... Jacobs, but they don't actually talk about the quarterback, which is usually the other way around. But yeah. for this team, nobody really cares about Derek Carr. But I have a couple stats here. Uh, he's had at least 248 in each of the last five games. Over the past three games, the Rams have allowed 301 passing yards per game, which is the third most in the league. Ramsey got cooked last week by either Metcalf or wherever the hell they were moving, uh, whoever the ha- hell they had uh, him guarding. I think what makes Adams so special is the fact that he can play in any single position in the formation. And Mm -hmm. we saw Seattle have a lot of success bringing Metcalf in motion last week. I could see that happening with Adams. But this Mm -hmm. secondary's cooked. Like, they're really, really bad. And I think that Carr should potentially push 300 here.
1: I'm with you. It it looked... They're going to double him. They're going to double him and open up everything on the other side of the field. I
0: don't even know if they're going to double him, to be honest.
1: Because gonna
0: that's why they might put Adams in the slot, because he's a lot harder to actually double if you're going to give him more field to work with. I don't know. They didn't double. I, I mean, it's it's tricky. But the point is, I just think that this number is way too low against one of the worst pass defenses in the league. I'm with you. It really, it feels like stealing. So we'll see how this goes.
1: Yeah. All right. Uh, well, that's both of ours. You can just go ahead and give out another one. So you mentioned the potential doubling.
0: I'm going to take my chances. I'm going to go with Devontae Adams over 88.5 receiving yards at minus 114. Guy's just an absolute machine. There's really no way around it. I think he's the best receiver in football. I don't think it's really close. A lot of really good receivers. I think Adams is, holy crap, this guy's actually unguardable. But either way, he's had at least 95 receiving yards in seven of the last nine games. And I mentioned how bad the Rams' pass defense has been lately. He had the two big touchdowns against the Chargers – Adams can just beat you in such a variety of ways. He can stack up a bunch of catches in either the underneath stuff or in the middle, or he can burn you over the top for a 60 yard touchdown. I could see all of those applying for this matchup because the Rams have really never been known to truly double elite receivers. Usually it's because they had Jalen Ramsey and they figured, all right, you know, we'll put Ramsey on him and we'll see what happens or they'll put Ramsey on a side. They either all have, they'll have Adams on the other side or they'll take their chances. But I really don't see the Rams doubling that much because I just think that Adams is going to... I think he's going to have a field day in this game, but I think that the Rams are so set in their ways and the season's over, I don't see them revamping their entire defense right now. I think they're going to do what they've been doing lately, which is letting number one wide receivers cook against this team. Mm -hmm. An 88.5 for a guy that can really just walk into 100 immediately in any given game, I think is way too low. Give me the over on Adams... I think it's a steal based on how bad this Rams pass defense is.
1: Yeah, I, I'm there with you, and I agree. Well, you mentioned the doubling stuff, which would make sense in principle. But even if they double, I still think Adams gets, like, he gets free and gets to work. I think that it make it makes it, it turns Adams from having a 200-yard game to maybe a 100-yard game. If they don't
0: double him at any point in this game, Adams will go for 150. Easy. Like I don't think anyone on this entire secondary can actually hang with him. He will Easy. kill every defensive back on him the entire game, unless he has safety help or some shadowing coverage. All right, In the, in the route running—I don't know if you agree that, he, but I'm just going to say it. Mm-hmm. I think he's the best route runner in the league. Oh, absolutely, by far. You can argue like by maybe far. Cup or somebody else, but I think Adams. Is I, don't, just think the best I route runner. don't think there's.
1: I truly don't think there is an argument for anybody else. I think Adams be. takes
0: the cake for best route runner in my book. Yeah. All
1: right. I am giving out my next one and I am going to go with Tyler Higby. Yes. Giving out a Ram prop bet. Give me Tyler Higby over three and a half receptions at minus 110. And it's really because the rate, what we talked about this Raiders pass game and how bad they are. And the tight end position is one where they've just given up some free, easy catches. If we sit here and we go through their game logs the past few games, they gave up five five catches to Gerald Everett last week. Week before that, when they played the Seattle Seahawks, they gave up uh, three catches to Noah Fant, two catches to, to Will Disley. So there goes another five right there to the tight end position. Come back the next week before that. And they're playing the Broncos, and they gave up four catches to Greg Dulich and then two catches to Eric Salbert. That's six catches right there, tight end position. Coming back again, and we talk about you're going to the Colts, and you have Kyle Granson. Mindful, I'm saying names that uh, many of our listeners don't even know that they're football players. <laughs> Kyle Granson, Kylan Granson. Tight end, four catches, 57 yards against this Raiders team. Like They they continuously give up the passing work. And it doesn't matter what game script. They can be up. They can be down. It doesn't matter. They're going to give up a bunch of pass attempts. They're going to give up a bunch of completions. And a lot of those completions do go to the tight end position. And where does uh, Wolford, whoever ends up starting, I'm pretty sure it's going to be Wolford, he throws to the tight end. Tyler Higby has been getting the targets. He has been getting the work. He's probably one of the more solid things on this offense right now. So, yeah, I feel like three and a half is too short in a game where I'm positive they're going to be throwing the football, whether they're up, whether they're down, they're going to find different ways to throw the football. I can see Higby racking up, getting four, five, six catches in this game. Give me Tyler Higby over three and a half receptions, minus one ten.
0: Yeah, so you mentioned a pass catcher for the Rams that's kind of going to segue me into my final player prop here. I'm going to go with a player that, to be honest, I really don't think is very good, but the Rams are very short of wide receiver, so they don't really have a choice. It's Tutu Atwell. <laughs> I don't think he's a good player. I mean, he came into the league from Louisville weighing about 130 pounds, mm-hmm. but you're looking at his receiving yards at 22.5, and, and I think that number is way too low. I'm going to go with the over at minus 115. He's had at least 23 receiving yards in four of the last five games. He's played at least 47% of the snaps in each of the last two games, which doesn't sound like a lot, but compared to his snap percentage in about the first nine, 10 weeks of the season, it's a massive mm-hmm. improvement because he wasn't actually playing at all, like healthy scratch bad. But now the Rams are so shorthanded, he has been on the field, and he's been decent lately. And the we mentioned how bad the Rams' pass defense is. The Raiders' pass defense isn't good either because Mm -hmm. the Raiders are allowing 258.1 passing yards per game, which is the third most in the league. Adwell's going to be on the field for roughly half the snaps, and he's been contributing to some degree. And even though he really doesn't have many routes in the route tree, and even though he is undersized, he can get behind defenses for big plays, or maybe even a screen pass. He's kind of elusive. Mm -hmm. I think that his quickness could give the Raiders secondary some problems, at least for one play. You might only need one reception. Adwell could catch one pass for 30 yards. Like That definitely is possible. But I think 22.5 against an awful secondary and a guy that's had at least 23 in four of the last five games, I think is a bit too low. Give me the over on uh, 2-2, 22.5 receiving yards.
1: All right. Do you have any
0: thoughts on that one?
1: No, no. I'm actually surprised you said it because of how anti-Tutu Atwell you actually are.
0: I just don't think he's a good player. I I mean, it's not his fault that his frame isn't exactly conducive to being a successful NFL player. Mm -hmm. I thought it was crazy the Rams drafted him that early, to be honest with you. He was fun at Louisville, but still, I don't think he has any real future in the NFL. But for this game, I think he's got a decent matchup, and the number's too low.
1: All right. My last prop, I'm going to a kicking prop. Matt Gay over one and a half field goals plus 100. Look, I'm not worried about him missing. He's 18, 19 on the season. I'm not worried about him missing. It's just the fact of, are they going to get the opportunities? And if you listen to me this entire podcast, I told you, I think they're going to have plenty of opportunity because I think they're going to find ways to move the ball. But I don't think people understand how hard it is to put touchdowns on the board. Like that is not an easy thing. Like you don't just go into an NFL game and you think it's super easy to score on anybody. And I think they're going to have really hard issues putting touchdown on the board. They're going to get into the red zone. I think they're going to get on the opponent's side of field, and they're going to be in field goal range for him. Last five games, he's hit this prop three out of five. And I think this is another opportunity where they're going to give him the actual chances to get in there and kick field goals. So uh, I'm laying on the offense to be good, not great, and put field goals on the board. So, yeah, Matt Gay over one and a half field goals. Plus 100, I really like that play.
0: For I the record, I, I easily would have had Carlson over one and a half field goals as one of my three plays, but the line doesn't exist right now. Yeah, that's so I what I, that's what I was
1: really looking for. But I, I would have easily game.
0: have taken Carlson, but that's my honorable mention. It would have easily have probably replaced Tutu, if I'm being honest with you. But the fact that Carlson didn't have a field goal number up yet, it's going to be one and a half. The question yeah. is, how juice is it going to be? I think Carlson makes it at least two field goals in this game. So mm-hmm. that would be one of my favorite plays. But since there is no line, I decided to go
1: elsewhere. Just going to throw that out there. Yeah, no, I'm, and I agree. So really, we just gave you an extra prop. When you see it, we're on Carlson over one and a half. Anything below like minus 140, I'll take. Minus right.
0: 130, I'll take.
1: Before we get into our DFS lineup, we got to talk to you about underdog fantasy because... We are back with them, and if you haven't signed up already, you can still get a 100% deposit match up to $800 when you use promo code SGPN. Just go to underdogfantasy.com. Promo code SGPN for a 100% deposit match. Look, you can do their weekly battle royal format. They have pick them contests. They have all everything you need, anything. You can pick props. You can do all of that stuff. Underdogfantasy.com. Promo code SGPN for that deposit bonus. All right. I mean, I feel like I went pretty, I feel like I went kind of chalk on this one. I'm not going to lie. Captain slot for my showdown lineup is going to be nonetheless Derek Carr because I think that this secondary for the Rams is very, very bad. I think Derek Carr, one, this team is not out of it. They're technically not out of it. Even though watching them on paper, you look at them and say, there's no way this team is going to make the playoffs. They're technically, not. Technically,
0: they, they could still finish 10 and seven in theory.
1: Yes, they're not out of it. So I think that this is a spot, a really good spot for Derek Carr, where he's getting a soft secondary inside of a dome uh enabled just to put up a bunch of passing yards now does he complete it and end up scoring a whole bunch I'm not 100% certain but I think the game goes under and I got to find the points where I can get him I think Derek Carr is going to rack up the passing yards in this game so I'll take Derek Carr in my captain's slots Scott who are you using so for
0: me it was either going to be Carr or Adams those were my two options here I went with Adams I just expect a masterclass performance. I I really don't know what the hell the Rams are supposed to do. You can argue double teaming, but once again, the Rams haven't really doubled star receivers all season long. I don't think they're going to start now. Then maybe you will have a little bit of shadow coverage. I don't even know if it matters. Adams is just incredible. Mm -hmm. And Carr was definitely an option uh, that I was considering. It was really between those two. I thought those were the two no-brainer captain spots. I went with Adams because I just... See him walking into one ten and arguably two touchdowns. Yeah. And if he puts that type of stat line up, or let's just say eight catches, a hundred yards and a touchdown. That, that involves a pretty big performance from carr to actually surpass that. Mm-hmm. And last week I did well with Diggs being the captain. He was actually the best captain you could have possibly chosen. So yeah. I'm gonna go with Adams. I'll here. stick with the receiver move.
1: All right. Uh yeah, I have Adams in mind as well, so everybody knows. I have Carr in
0: mine as well, so there you go.
1: Yeah. All right, let's go to a Ram. Tyler Higbee made my lineup, and it's really because of how bad that the, the Raiders are against the tight end position. They are sixth in the league in fantasy points per game to the tight end position at 14.1 points per game. They are also fifth in the league in receptions to the tight end position They are 10th in the league in yards given up to the tight end position. And they are, what is that? Fifth in the league in touchdowns to the tight end position. Like they just give up a lot to that position. And again, Tyler Higbee is going like, and he's unintentionally a focal point because he's probably one of the best offensive players they have on the field. If we're being completely honest. So I think this is a really good spot for Tyler Higbee. If he can rack up a bunch of just short yardage catches and really become more of a PPR receiver. And then maybe he finds himself into the end zone. I'm not going to, you know, sit here and cross my fingers for it. But I think Tyler Higby has more chances than not of having a really good game in this one.
0: Yeah, I think it definitely makes sense, uh, especially since the Rams are pretty short with pass catchers. Wolford might not be able to buy as much time in the pocket because of the injury. So he might be dumping it down in the flats a bit more to the likes of Higby of Higby. So I think that makes sense. I'm going to go to a Ram as well. I am going to go with the running back. I'm going to go with Cam Akers, who actually had a pretty good game last week. Now, the issue with Akers is the fact that the Rams offensive line still stinks. So the yards probably won't be there. Mm -hmm. But he should get basically every single red zone carry. And he had two touchdowns last week uh, against Seattle, 18 and a half fantasy points. But you're looking at the Raiders, and they give up a bunch of rushing touchdowns. And I think it's a good spot for Akers because... The Raiders are allowing one point one rushing yard rushing uh, touchdowns per game, which ranks tied for the ninth most in the league. So the Raiders are allowing more than one rushing touchdown per game. And Acres is Why gonna are get the
1: Raiders it. so bad. Oh
0: my god. Defensively, like, I mean, during the offseason, I told you I thought this defense was gonna hold the team back entirely, and it has. Yeah, uh, even they're,
1: offensively, they're not good. Like the we just sitting here and I'm just looking at some of the names on on both sides of the ball. I'm like, this team should not be as bad as they are.
0: The defense, I don't know who the hell they have besides Crosby. Do you actually like their defensive players? I mean, they have a do they have really any talent on that defensive unit besides Crosby?
1: I do, I do actually think they talent and I think they have the coach behind them and Patrick Graham that can really put it together, but they're just they're just not doing it. Like this team,
0: Perriman doesn't bother me, I I think Perriman's fine. Uh, Diablo, I didn't really know much about, but I, I think Perriman's okay, but Crosby's the main guy. I mean, Chandler Jones has been a non-factor for pretty much the entire season. He's three and a half sacks on the year. But anyway, to go back to the point, I just think that the Rams will be able to move the ball, and if you're going to allow at least one rushing touchdown per game this season, I'll take the Rams' leading rusher and the guy who's on the field for roughly 75% of the time in the backfield. I'll mm-hmm. take him. I think he's probably going to score a touchdown.
1: All right. My next one going over to another skill position. Give me Matt Collins Because I talked about all the attention that I think that they're gonna give to De- Devontae Adams. I I will give Brandon Staley the benefit of the doubt that he tries, or it's at, t- at least attempts, because sometimes it doesn't even look like he's attempting out there. Wait to give who to give who? Staley. Uh I, he's gonna attempt to stop Devontae Adams. Like no, I'm saying, going to, what about Staley? What that I'm giving him the benefit of the doubt the benefit of the doubt that he's going to at least attempt to slow down Devontae Adams. And while I don't think that happens. You're throwing I think me off he's, up- he's,
0: the, he's the Chargers coach. That's why I'm really confused. What oh, did talking. I say Staley? You said Staley. That's why I'm oh, I said confused. Staley like three times. Yeah, that's why I'm really no. confused what we're talking about. No,
1: talking about freaking Sean McVay. OK, and thank you. It's okay. It's because Staley used to be the defensive. I know that, that's why them. you really threw me off there. I'm like, what are we talking about? Uh, whatever. OK. All right. Either way, I think that they, I think they're going to at least try. I don't think it's going to work, but I think they're going to try. And in the midst of them trying, Matt Collins has been really good for this Raiders team and mm-hmm. just being able to come in and step in in certain spots and be able to be a guy that can. A lot of times it doesn't translate over into fantasy. And it's more of he has this big catch here or this good catch there that keeps the chains moving and they keep going but i think that he can get a lot more usage in this game and matt collins matt collins won us some money earlier in the year so i love going back to matt collins so yeah give me matt collins again in this spot here what's your word next one
0: so for my next one uh i went a little bit i'd say public with my first three because i'm assuming that acres will be a pretty common rams pick So I'm going to go with an uncommon Raider, even though we both like him. It's going to be Carlson. I'm not going to say no to the kicker because he's one of the best kickers in the entire league. Mm. I think he's probably the second best kicker in the league behind Justin Tucker. But he's had at least 10 fantasy points in each of the last three games. He's attempted at least three field goals in each of the last three. So he's been really, really solid. And we think the Rams defense stinks. So if you want to look for a Raider who is going to be, Probably low owned, but I think has value. I'm going with Carlson. I think it's a bargain on my platform. It's a 9,500 for salary. I think it's a pretty good price. It's the same price as Hollins and some other guys. So I do think that even though I like Hollins the player, I do think Hollins has significantly more ownership than Carlson. So this is kind of my pivot to try to find a little bit of a niche lineup here. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to take Carlson because. He's basically money in the bank for at least eight fantasy points, usually somewhere around 11 or 12. That's your last one, right? Uh, no, I have one more after. Oh,
1: okay. All right. I have Carson, too. Okay. I have Carson, too. And so I I echo everything. And because I think this is an under game, and I think there's going to be a lot of field goals kick game, I've also added, and that's how I made my lineup different. I have both kickers, so I have Matt Gay as well. Okay. It fits salary-wise, and I think that he has the opportunity because – I truly think that they're going to somewhat move the ball. I just don't think that they're talented enough or they're going to punch it into the end zone. And so if you're telling me that I have an opportunity to get some long field goals, some short field goals, and just really an opportunity for him to have a master class kicking, kicking the ball this game, I'm going to take it. Give me Matt Gay.
0: Yeah, and for my last one, I had a couple options here. I only had 7500 in salary left. So just to run through some potential options here, Uh, Higby was 8,000, so I couldn't afford him. But I had uh, Brandon Powell. I had Williams, backup running back for the Rams, and I had Mm 2-2 Atwell. I also had Keelan Cole at Uh, Mm 6,000. Skoranek was 6,500. So I had options. But I decided to go with Brandon Powell at 7,500. It was really between him or Atwell as my main two choices. But Atwell, I took as his receiving yard prop over once again, that's because I'm expecting him to have like 30 yards. I'm not expecting to have a good game. I just think his number is too low. Powell had a good game last week against Seattle. He had 10 plus fantasy points. Uh, He had 39 receiving yards on four catches, but he also had 45 rushing yards. So the Rams have become desperate trying to get the ball into playmakers' hands because they're limited with regard to actual playmakers now. And Powell is a special teams guy. He's explosive. He can definitely make people miss. It's kind of like when the Cowboys throw like Turpin back there occasionally just to see if he can make anything happen. But Powell's getting some carries. He's getting some targets and they're hoping he can break something. Plus, for potential punt returns, you actually get points for that in this. So I'll go with Powell at 7,500. I like how low budget he is for a guy that's involved in a bunch of different roles with this offense. Mm-hmm. I think it's a good price.
1: All right, that's it, people. That's it for the lineup. Million dollars right there. We're, we've had we've had the chances and we've been close. We've been close. So here here's the chance right here. This is the million dollar lineup. We just gave them out. All right. Let's go ahead and get into our lock anytime touchdown for this slate. I'll kick things off for my lock. Let's go to, I'm not going to think too hard about this. Give me that Derek Hart over 245 and a half passing yards.
0: I'm contemplating if we should double lock that or if I should take Adams.
1: I can't even, I can't even sway you one way or another. I I know.
0: I, I think both are good.
1: Yeah, all right. That's that's easy. Let's you know what? That.
0: Screw it. Yeah, we're a team here. We'll double lock up, car.
1: All right, double lock for Derek Carr over passing yards for my. That line's gonna go up, like two forty-five
0: and a half. I mean, that doesn't that, sit
1: there. That that has to
0: go somewhere into the two fifties. That has to.
1: Huh. Anytime touchdown. time touchdown. Let's go live. I was singing, no, mm, no, it's still the Rams. Uh, Should I? I should be different. I can be different. Yeah, I'll take. I'll take Tyler Higby. Give me Tyler Higby plus two sixty. I didn't want to take a Ram, but the plus two sixty is really calling me. And if they get in the red zone, you have to think they're going to throw the ball to Tyler Higby. Like he's the biggest, the best red zone target they have. If they get that far, maybe they maybe this is the one touchdown that they have on a game. I know it's a high risk because I don't think they're putting up many touchdowns in this game, but Tyler Higby is a pretty nice place, and I am i don't see how you don't go to him. So Tyler Higby, plus 260. What are you doing? For,
0: for me, I'm going to go with one of the cheaper options. It's still plus money, but it's definitely nowhere near your range of like plus like 260. I'm just going to take Cam Akers at plus
1: 140. Oh, you took a Ram, too?
0: I did. I took a Ram. I didn't want to take a, a Raider because I really thought that the prices were pretty low. I thought about Matt Collins, maybe Foster Moreau. I, Foster, I don't I was like looking how,
1: at Foster Moreau too. I don't like how
0: little they're targeting him. But once again, for the Moreau piece, I mean, I mentioned it before, but the Rams have allowed a touchdown to an opposing tight end in five of the last six games. So, yep. what's the price on Moreau? Did you say two to one? Okay, it's not bad. But I'm going to go with uh, Akers. He had two touchdowns last week. Uh, the Raiders are allowing more than one rushing touchdown per game. And you're trying to think of all the pop, all the weapons that the Rams have. They really don't have much. But in the red zone, they really like to run the ball. And I think Akers will have some moments here. So give me
1: Akers touchdown at plus 140. All right. Anything else for the people before we get up out of here, Scott?
0: Not really. Uh, You can find me on Twitter, Rice Show radio. Besides that, I'm also going to be doing a Thursday night breakdown uh, with the mothership pod. It's going to be mostly the same plays, but I'm also going to throw in a win bet, build your own bet thing at the end. So if you want a bonus parlay, check that out. Uh, Besides that though, uh, I know that we'll be back for the NBA gambling podcast on Friday. Uh, also be back with Munaf for the afternoon games on Friday for this upcoming Sunday so stay tuned for that but you can find all that on right show
1: radio on Twitter and I'm at really real underscore underscore on Instagram Twitter wherever you want to find me uh- what else we got? Subscribe. Make sure you subscribe to the NFL Gambling Podcast. Subscribe to the NBA Gambling Podcast. Subscribe to everything in the network if you aren't doing that. If you ready. see Make
0: SGPN, sure you... just hit the subscribe button. That's basically Yeah, because
1: it's you know. winners. Like, we're giving out winners. And so you have that opportunity. Make sure you also leave us a review on Spotify or Apple, wherever you listen to your podcast. Make sure you please leave us those reviews. And, yeah, that's it. I really have nothing else to say, nothing else to do. No other way of ending a podcast. We're just going to end it like this. We are out of here.